0: Consulting dot net or call Mike at five one three seven five three nine four zero zero. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth.
1: Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth. I'm here today with our mystery guest, Anthony Amico. Or as his friends call him, Double
2: Hi, Mike. Thanks for having me on the show today. Good. Thanks
1: thanks for joining us. And I'm sure we'll have an interesting show, Anthony, or double Uh, Let me tell our, our listeners what some of the next shows are. Next Friday, we're going to have Pat Longo, who is the executive director over at the Hamilton County Development Center. That's the business incubator in Norwood. Then the following week, on April 11th, we're going to have Michael Lee, who has two companies. He's got Proxy Marketing Solutions, which is a logistics warehouse company. And he also has a company that makes a male testosterone replacement uh, pill that is sold in GNC and uh, Costco. And the following week we have Jeff Best, who just opened up a fast signs business, and he has an existing business in screen printing over here in the Eastgate area. And the following week we're going to have Mike Ruhlman, who's going to talk about IT threats and the crypto-locker virus. That's a nasty one. And... On May 2nd, we're going to have Sue McParton from PwC. It used to be called Price Waterhouse Coopers, I believe. They do consulting and high-end accounting. We've got a whole bunch of great guests scheduled all the way out through almost the end of June. But if any listeners know someone who they think should be on the show, Cincinnati Business Talk Radio, where we'll be talking about the positive side of business, give us a call, 513-753-9400. Let's see. Upcoming Sandler events. We have a, a a new round of the eight-week Sandler Foundations course. That's going to start Monday, the 14th of April. And that that will run from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And if you mention that you're you've heard about it here on the show, call Brittany at 513-646-6523, extension 106. Should be able to give you a special price for that. Uh, that program okay next special program this is the a next a next week program this is the next program in the business builder series that I'm putting on over at the Clover Country Club this one is called shorten your selling cycle the subtitle uh, getting from a hope and hello to yes or no more quickly this is going to run next Wednesday April 2nd from 1130 to 130 at the Clover country club. This includes a, a wonderful of lunch and your investment in yourself is $25. Again, call Brittany 513-753-9400, extension 106. Uh, let me tell everyone a little bit more about you, Anthony. Is that fair? Certainly. AA brings almost 30 years of experience in business to his new business. He, he's, he's had a career that included restaurant management, ownership, media, account management, banking, and you were in the mortgage business. That's correct. How many years were you in the mortgage business?
2: 22.
1: Long time. Anthony has also been a adjunct educator. His community involvement includes being a trustee of the Mount Adams Civic Association, publisher of the Mount Adams News, committee member for the Neighborhood Service Program. Uh, on, he's on the advisory board. Or Brown Mackey College. I was. Was. Mm-hmm. You got off that.
2: Yes, I've been off for several years now. Yes.
1: That's good. And he's been a host and producer of several community uh, access television programs. Correct. I remember when you were doing that. Yes. You and I met probably back in 1993. Yes. Up at the old Bankers Club. Anthony currently serves on the board of the Hamilton County Agricultural Society that runs the Hamilton County Fair. As well as the fairgrounds, Uh, I got to ask, how did you wind up as a city guy working on on the fair board and agricultural society?
2: It's a lot of fun. You know, I also have a house in the country too. Right. Uh, So it's a perfect mix. Perfect mix. Yeah.
1: But but how did you did they approach you or did you find them?
2: Uh, A friend of mine asked me to help out. I volunteered uh, for a few fairs and uh, ran the chili cook-off, and a pasta sauce cook-off, and this coming year we're going to have a, sauce, a salsa cook-off as well, as well as a pie-eating contest. So I volunteered doing that for the first couple of years, and I'll still continue doing that, uh, but last time around I was elected as a board member.
1: Okay, and how many board members are there?
2: I think there are 14.
1: 14. When is the fair this year?
2: The fair is, I believe the dates are August 6th to 11th.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's about a week.
2: And so, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Mm-hmm. And all the things I just mentioned happen on Saturday. Pie eating contest. Pie- eating co- I think we, we have a pie eating contest on Saturday. It might be moved to Sunday, but I think I think the contest that I have, chili, the pasta sauce, and salsa, and the pie contest, I those are all going to be on Saturday. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So how many years have you gone to the fair for?
2: Um, this will be my fourth year.
1: Oh, okay. I, I've lived here... 22, 23 years. I've never gotten down to the fair.
2: You're missing out a great time.
1: I'm going to have to get there.
2: Absolutely, you should.
1: Sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, Anthony's written articles on cash flow management and been published in several uh, local periodicals, uh, among other things. Uh, Anthony is involved in the continuing development of uh, several programs, uh, and he helps companies in the finance world. Uh, in your own words, Anthony, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, your current business?
2: Certainly. Thanks, Mike. Uh, what I do now is I help small businesses, or actually any size business, we can lend out from $5,000 to $10 million. Businesses uh, that are not able to get a loan from a bank. Uh, the bank does not like their industry. The bank does not like the credit score. The bank does not like uh, their, it's called debt to income ratio. For whatever reason, they're uh, These folks are what are called unbankable. So with my contacts who hedge funds and investors are going to find a lot of people, loans, a lot of companies' loans. Companies need cash because, you know, there's great things happening on the horizon, but they have no cash right now. They need cash to get to that horizon. Or there's an opportunity to grow, to expand, and you don't want to miss out on that opportunity, and they need the cash, and they need it quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times there's very little documentation, sometimes almost no documentation. There's all sorts of different programs. But the funding happens usually pretty quickly. Sometimes it could be as short as five business days.
1: As short as five business days? Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and how much money uh, do most people uh, get loaned? Is there a range?
2: Well, there's a range from 5000 to $10 million. Uh, a lot of people you know, sometimes just need 25000 or 50000 A lot of times it depends. Uh, I was going to say that something it depends on the size of the business, but not really. Um, a $200,000 business might need
0: $25,000.
2: Mm-hmm. A $3, $3 million business might say I need 300000 mm-hmm. uh, It just really depends on on what they have going on. The business might be uh, might owe a million. It might be owed two million. So it sounds pretty good. I owe a million, but I'm owed two million.
1: That's a cash receivable financing. Yeah.
2: Well, they would say well, that's a great spot to be in because I, yeah, I'm owed more money than what I, than what I need to pay out. Mm-hmm. But what happens, obviously, is that sometimes those people don't pay on time, and then you're in you know, a your cash flow crutch. It's like, hey, I'm golden.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Here's all this money right there, but it's not coming in, but I have payroll coming up, probably this coming up or that coming up, and I want to keep the doors open. I want to save my marriage. I want to save my family. Mm-hmm. I want to save these people's jobs and save their houses and so on and so forth. I need money to keep the doors open, and that's where I come in to help.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, what kind of uh, application process is there for someone who needs a uh, business finance loan?
2: Usually, it's just uh, depending on their scenario. I may email them an application or I may send them directly to a website, so they can fill out the application on the website.
1: Okay. So you have a website for the application. Well,
2: the folks that I work with have websites. I would direct them to that specific website.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: So everything is very virtual. I do most of my work over my tablet or my cell phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just closed a deal from out west, and uh, everything was done that way. I spoke to the fellow on a Friday uh, night. It was about 6 o'clock our time, and we closed it. 8. He was funded money in his bank account 8 and a half business days later. So Friday night, all the next week, then 3 and a half business days that Thursday afternoon, our time, he was, he was funded. So
1: you can, uh, if you would, write loans for anyone, any business in America?
2: Well, anyone that qualifies, yes.
1: Anyone that qualifies in America?
2: Yes. So they don't
1: have to be in Ohio or Kentucky?
2: No, we have some programs that extend to Canada. Really? Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if, if they aren't bankable, in quotation marks, uh-huh. they're actually not, sure not going to get uh, prime rates?
2: Well, alternative financing Is code word for expensive financing Mm -hmm. okay that's what the rate is Uh, the rates going to be high Uh, uh, you know and uh, sometimes the payback can be a third uh, to fifty percent of what you're borrowing or what the pay that's what the payback will be a lot of times it's short-term if you borrow a hundred thousand dollars the payback might be a hundred thirty hundred forty hundred fifty thousand dollars but I've had people say Anthony I will pay you I'll pay three hundred thousand dollars to borrow two hundred thousand dollars, you know whatever it is, because these people really need the money today, today or as yesterday as soon as possible to keep things rolling. I don't set the rates. This isn't a situation uh, when I was in the mortgage world. People say, "Can you do better?" Now I was in the mortgage world. I always quoted my best rate to begin with, but I never had a situation. There's never a situation where, "Can you do better?" Because there's more demand than there's supply. You have three people asking for money. One guy wants 100, another guy wants 100, another guy gets 80. The first two guys might get 80, and the third guy might get 60. And the time limit on the offer, once again, there's more people who want the money than there's supply. Mm-hmm. And so if uh, the offer might only be on the table for 24, 36, or 48 hours, so people need to have their trusted advisors on standby. So I'm going to get an offer, because you can choose, people can choose to accept or decline the offer. so no problem there. But say, you know, well, I have this offer, and, oh, okay, thanks for the offer, but my attorney's out of the country, or, you know, my Aunt Stella's at a bridge tournament, wow. a- and uh, I'll get back to you next week. This isn't a CD rate. It's not a mortgage rate. You don't have time to think. So you got to you know, – because there's somebody else that wants the money. Believe me. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. someone else that wants to. The person needs to be able to have the ability to quickly – have the answer for themselves or to go to their trusted advisors to get their opinion on the situation.
1: So when we come back from our first commercial break, we'll talk more about how it works. Uh, Anthony uh, has has said that he, or AA, has said that he's willing to take questions from our audience. Uh, Our telephone number is, as always, uh, area code 646-595-4916. And... Let's listen to Jimmy Fox talk about Tip Club. Our next Tip Club meeting here in Cincinnati is Thursday, April 17th from 7.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. Jimmy, why don't you take it away?
3: Jimmy Fox of Tip Club. Tip Club is a professional networking organization whose members help each other succeed. We meet once per month and provide a forum where business-to-business professionals are able to connect with more desirable opportunities and build long-term strategic partnerships. I'm inviting Cincinnati Business Talk listeners to come to our free networking event. You'll have the opportunity to meet new people, share leads and referrals, and grow your business through strategic alliances. Membership in our Cincinnati group is open to only one person per specific trade or occupation. Business-to-business professionals only, please. We do not accept multi-level marketing or recruiting-driven memberships. This is our only group in Cincinnati. We'll meet on the third Thursday of the month from 7.30 to 9 a.m. at Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, 4357 Ferguson Drive, Cincinnati, Ohio. To reserve a seat, please go to www tipclub.com and click on the events tab at the top of the page. Then, just scroll down the list until you come to the Cincinnati event. Or you may call 800-798-0270 That's 1-800-798-0270 Thank you and we look forward to seeing you at our next networking event.
1: Mike Roth and Anthony Amico. Anthony, uh, why don't you tell our listeners before we get started in this segment how they can get a hold of you after the show is over?
2: Sure. Uh, Best way is to text or contact me on my cell phone, 513-616-0916. That is 513-616-0916. Or uh, my email, which is A C Amico, the digit one at gmail.com, and that's A uh, C Amico, the digit one at gmail.com, and that's spelled A is an apple, C is in Charles, A is an apple, M is in Mary, I is an igloo, C is in Charles, O is in orange. And once again, the digit one at gmail.com.
1: Good. So Anthony, uh, in, in this new uh, alternate business financing mm-hmm. uh, world. Uh, how long have you been involved with it?
2: It seems like forever.
1: seems like forever. Uh, okay. Uh, why do people uh, go to an alternate finance source like you?
2: Well, once again, the bank says no, and they need the money.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. What kind of situations have you seen besides payroll that you mentioned?
2: Well, just really just cash flow. Other people not paying them. hmm Or they... Uh, Basically, you know, the big thing with businesses, they start out being undercapitalized, or they overexpand. So a lot of times, it just can be a business practice uh, mm-hmm. that they need to correct. A lot of times, when people come to, when people come to someone like me, that person may say, "Hey, if you do really well, pay on this loan. Then the next time you get a loan, the next time you get a loan, you'll get a better deal." Relationship building.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I'm not interested in building a relationship that way. So I tell my clients, I want to see you again, but not for another loan. I want you to fix whatever you got going on. And I can tell you who to go to, you know, give you some recommendations. You can choose who works best for you. But I want you to fix whatever you have going on. I want you to to bank yourself because I don't want to see you again borrowing this money.
1: Okay, so you're saying use the money so that they create a better business environment so the second time around they don't have to come back to you. Exactly. Oh, That's good. That's good. And... Um, How are you finding the people that that need uh, this alternative financing, Anthony?
2: Mostly through referral.
1: Mostly through referral. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, all through referral.
1: All through referral. Yeah. That's a good way to do it. Uh, Do you have a unique marketing advantage?
2: All I do, Mike, is I just do what I say I'm going to do. I get back to people I say I'm going to do it. That's really it. It's just all about service.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, when these people need you, when people call me is they really need help, and they need help now.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's like going to the emergency room. Okay. And so there's some emergency rooms that you'll go to, maybe some emergency rooms you won't go to. Right, right. Some okay. emergency rooms you don't want to go to. Exactly, because the emergency really is an emergency there. So right. if people call me, they are they're in a situation that's very uncomfortable for them, and they really need help.
1: hmm So you're kind of the triage because you don't actually make the creditworthiness decision for the alternate financing.
2: Uh, All I do is is I can assess their situation and look at the different investors and hedge funds I have available and see what we can do to help them out. We want to do it as quickly as possible. Once again, a lot of times there's little or no documentation. Uh, Everything is predicated on credit score and what type of programs would be available. There's many, many different types of programs available.
1: So could you give our listeners a quick rundown on some of the available types of alternate financing?
2: Sure. There is something called Merchant Cash Advance, which is typically most widely used, uh, where there is uh, money deposited on, on based on uh, the future usage of mm-hmm. credit cards. There is also something called ACH, that clearinghouse, based on uh, deposits. Mm-hmm. So uh, every time uh, the... Uh, Every every business day, a little slice of money comes out of your bank account. and only back up the merchant's, uh, merchant cash uh, advance. That advance is paid. And the payback on that advance is every time there's a credit card swipe. The piece that will go. Mm-hmm. And usually these are short term loans. You know, they want to get it done within a year, year and a half. There might be time when you can uh, have longer. But usually these are short term situations.
1: Have people prepay these uh, loans if? if- the, their cash flow is better?
2: They can prepay the loans, but the, but the amount due is still going to stay the same. That's, so. that's the nature of it. Okay, so if you borrow $100,000 right. and you payback's $130,000 over the course of a year, and you pay it back in six months because everything is going great for you, you have the ability to say, here it is, you still owe $125,000. One hundred thirty. dollars
1: $130,000,
2: $130, yes. Okay.
1: So that's interesting. That, 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 that's a fixed-price loan.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and typically, people are paying these loans back in what period of time? You're
2: Usually, it's one year. One year? Usually. But once again, there's a lot of different investors. Things change all the time. This is private money. Mm-hmm. It happens all the time.
1: So is this, are these loans callable? Meaning that they get a call and they have to pay up 100%?
2: I've never seen that situation.
1: Okay. So they really are full-term loans, like amortized over a year. Well,
2: it's not, a, it's not really, an, amortiz- it's not really not an amortized situation. It's just basically, well, I guess you can call it that, but it's a it's one-year loan.
1: It's a one-year loan? Yeah. And you're paying it back on a monthly basis or a transactional basis?
2: It's either transactional or daily basis. Now, there's also unsecured lines of credit, Okay, so those could be a monthly basis. So a
1: lot of people don't know what an unsecured line of credit is.
2: Unsecured line of credit typically is based on a person's credit score only.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh,
1: What kind of credit score would they need for that?
2: Typically 680. Sometimes people need, depending on the program, be a 720. There's also startup money available. So someone wants to start a business. They have a credit score, say 720. Mm-hmm. You know, and if they don't have a 720 or a 680 or whatever the program calls for, sometimes they can partner up with somebody. And um,
1: what exactly does that mean? Partner? Uh,
2: okay, it means that okay, if you want to do a business deal.
1: Okay, I just looked P and G. I was a manager over there. Uh, I have I have a 700 credit, credit score.
2: Okay, well, depending on the program. If you are going to the program, that needs a 720 credit score, then you need to find a friend. Mm-hmm. or your wife, whoever it is that has a 720 or greater, they'll use that credit score, we'll use both of you. Both of you will be personally liable. So unsecured lines of credit, you'll be personally liable for the situation, mm-hmm. but, you are, uh, but you, uh, the credit is reported back to your LLC or whatever you have.
1: So is that like a uh, uh, an unsecured Totally unsecured. It's unsecured. It's just just on the signature.
2: Just on the signature. Now obviously, if that person doesn't pay, just like anything else, if you don't pay, then your personal assets may become at risk or other legal actions might happen. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: Unsecured doesn't mean gift. It just means it's unsecured. Right. It pays a higher interest rate. Uh, Sometimes it does. there are uh, business credit cards that that might be used, and some of those might be zero percent for the first twelve months mm-hmm. Now there's a broker fee uh that you might get a series of business credit cards uh and the broker fee might be anywhere from ten to twelve percent so if you borrow a hundred thousand dollars, the broker fee might be ten thousand or twelve thousand dollars
1: so if you borrow it's ten percent you you borrow a hundred but only get ninety
2: or you borrow a hundred and ten or hundred twelve or whatever it is Sometimes you get. To get the yeah, and then the, and then the interest rate is variable depending on the business credit cards, okay, and what their programs are.
1: What's the most popular program that you see so far?
2: The most popular program is uh, it's kind of a toss up between the bank ACH and the merchant cash advance. Now, there's also other programs available too. Uh, there are programs uh, that can be utilized in terms of where your personal assets might be collateralized. If someone has a car collection or a fine art collection or whatever the situation may be, also there's assets the company has that might be uh, collateralized as well, such as equipment so on and so forth.
1: Okay. So that, that may be used as collateral on the loan? Mm-hmm. Okay. That, that's an interesting uh, perspective. What do you think the uh, possibilities are for, you, for your business in providing all the services over the next Year to five years.
2: mean the demand or meaning the supply of money? Both. Well, I think the supply of money is still going to remain tight. I think that the, uh, I think the demand is going to continue to grow because I think there's going to be more and more people, whether or not the economy is going well or not. There's still people that are going to make mistakes in business. are going to need help. There's still going to be people who are going to want to go into business and don't have. Uh, don't ha- are not able to get the funding. There are certain industries where it's very hard to get bank financing.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, what would be a couple of examples of industries that are uh, on by
2: banks? A, you know, maybe a restaurant mm-hmm. is usually the restaurant industry. Well, you here. had you
1: had experience in the uh, pizza restaurant business.
2: I did, I did.
1: And did you have trouble many years ago getting financing?
2: Uh, I don't think we did. I was not involved in that part of it. Mm-hmm. I was just a young guy who. Happened to uh, to get a piece of a piece of this company. Mm-hmm. That's so kind of
1: a pun, a piece of a pizza company.
2: Uh, yeah, but it wasn't intended.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, have you done any restaurants for all the financing so far?
2: Uh, I've had made offers to some of them, but not everybody accepts the offers.
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and. Uh, on average, do, do it, did I say, what what is the average uh, that people are asking for in all, alternate funding? Is it $100,000, $300,000, 25000 Well,
2: yeah, there really isn't any sort of, a, I guess, average. It just depends on, really, the, sometimes the size of the company dictates how much they want.
1: So the credit score alone will can get a yeah, alternate financing?
2: Yes, that's correct.
1: That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Again, Anthony has agreed to uh, take questions during the commercial breaks. Uh, We'll screen the calls. The number is 646-595-4916. Let's listen to a couple of Sandler commercials. Imagine you just left your prospect's office and he now has your proposal, quote, or estimate. What do you suppose he's going to do with that valuable information that you just gave him for free? Call you tomorrow with an order? Get real! He's shopping it around to the competition. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Roth & Associates. I'm the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. I'm constantly amazed how salespeople operate. They believe a prospect asking for a proposal means the sale is as good as closed. Face it, trained prospects will turn you into an unpaid consultant. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, training, and challenging professionals who are 100% committed to long-term sales growth and profitability, no matter what it takes. If you're deadly serious about increasing sales, call me at 513-646-6523. Find out how Sandler Training can make you better, faster, and stronger. Or register now for our next open house, 513-646-6523. This is Mike Roth, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. This is Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. At the first sign of trouble, there are three types of business leader. The first type of leader is like a turtle. He pulls his head and tail in and hides in his shell. Turtles hunker down, just trying to survive. The second type of leader is an opportunist. They're like eagles. Eagles spread their wings and take advantage of the winds. They catch the storm wind and rise to new heights. The third group, between turtles and eagles, are called turkeys. Turkeys are average and anxious. They huddle together and move. They never soar. However, turkeys are easy prey for those who seize the opportunity and soar. If someone in your industry goes out of business, are you going to get the business? The question is, which type of leader are you? Will you seize the opportunities to take market share and grow, or will your fate be like the turkeys? If you're serious about growth, call me to arrange a confidential meeting, 513-646-6523, or check our website at RothConsulting.net. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Anthony Amico. Anthony, you've been involved with a number of businesses and uh, boards of, of nonprofits like the Fair Board. Mm-hmm. Uh, Perhaps you could share with our listeners a leadership tip, something that you've learned through experience that helps make you a, a successful business person and a successful
2: leader. And if it relates to actually an answer I gave back before, I mean, I don't think there's really a replacement for service. Mm-hmm. And then service and proper knowledge really beats all. I mean, it beats price. It beats everything.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a good hit. That's a go ahead you know right now you're uh, you're both the salesperson and the prospector in your company are you looking to add any new people to your company
2: uh, maybe in the future but at the moment we're uh, we're doing fine
1: okay do you see any obstacles on the horizon for your business in alternate financing
2: uh, as long as money's available mm-hmm. as long as it doesn't run out
1: okay uh, they seem to be running the printing presses at full speed
2: well the alternative financing is uh, Hedge funds and private money.
1: hmm hmm You've been in business, Anthony, for over thirty years, right?
2: Eh, close to it. Close to it. Well, yeah.
1: Grew up in New York.
2: No, grew, grew up, up in grew up in Cincinnati. My parents are from Brooklyn. Okay. I was born in Connecticut. Okay. And uh, I was raised here in Cincinnati.
1: Okay. So you went to school here in Cincinnati. Yes. Uh, why don't you tell our listeners what motivates you to make tough decisions?
2: What motivates me to make tough decisions?
1: Sure, you know, going out and starting your own new business after all these years—that uh, had to be a tough decision. It was. What motivated you to make that decision?
2: I guess, Mike, I just wanted to do something that had uh, had impact.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I wanted to help. You know, we're all we're all here on this earth for a very limited period of time, mm-hmm. and at fifty years old. I finally realized I had mortality. When I was 20, I didn't feel that way.
1: Sure. When well, we're 20, we
2: all believe we're going to live forever. Longer than that. So I want to help out as many people as I can. And if I can help people stay in business or get in business, I'm helping out their employees. I'm helping out many, many, many people. As well as the communities they have their businesses in. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you have an objective for the number of uh, alternative financing loans that you're, you're trying to do a month?
2: No. I don't. I just want to help out as many people as possible. The business is very virtual. Just like when I was in the mortgage business, you know, people could pretty much reach me during the day, during the evening, during the weekends. I'm always glad to help somebody out. I'm open for business.
1: You, over the years you were in the mortgage business, about how many people did you help with the mortgage round
2: numbers? I don't know. Guess. I guess over a thousand. Over Two thousand. a thousand? I don't, I don't know. I never counted. Okay. I was just, Mike, I was just having so much fun, I really really didn't pay attention. Really? Yeah, it was fun every day.
1: Well, you shouldn't be in a business unless
2: it's fun every day.
1: Are you having fun every day in this business? I am. Anthony, what was it about the the alternate financing business that caused you to decide to leave the business that you knew, mortgages, and go into this business?
2: Well, I have to go back to... Uh, Actually, an answer. Uh, my previous answer is just at my age. I want to be able to help out as many people as possible in whatever time I have left.
1: Well, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you will probably live forever, so you've got plenty of time left.
2: Uh, well, you know, Mike, my, I'm 50,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and my father died when he was 51, and I have a lot of friends, and you know, that are dying at an earlier age than I am.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: just because my father died when he was 51 doesn't mean I think I'm going to die when I'm 51, but it just makes me realize that the older we get, there's more of a chance of not being around.
1: Mm-hmm. So since you brought up the issue of debt,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: what happens to an alternately financed loan for a business if the originator of the loan
2: dies? Ask that again, please.
1: Okay. The originator
2: of the loan meaning the person who received the loan? Yes, or?
1: The, the person who received the $150,000 loan. Well,
2: it's a business debt. Okay, so... It goes with the business.
1: It's personal guaranteed
2: well, if it's per okay, well, some loans are personally guaranteed and some aren't. Oh, really? Well, so, the lo- usually unsecured lines of credit are personally guaranteed. The other ones are not. So it just depends. So if it's personally guaranteed, then it's like any other situation. Mm-hmm. But the credit will still report back to the business. Okay. Okay.
1: Recently, there have been uh, troubles with a, a restaurant downtown. Okay. Uh, and paying back loans. Uh, does that usually put a, a business out of business when they don't pay back their loans or, or can they get more financing?
2: It's like any loan application. There's a, a credit report pulled. So that's going to say, so obviously if they're showing that there's a lot of problems with paying current bills, then they're most likely, first of all, their credit score is going to be pretty low. severely damaged. Mm-hmm. So they may not even qualify oh. uh, for it. You know, a lot of times, uh, they might say, it's just different in every situation. I'm not going to say anything is impossible, but it just really depends uh, on the situation. So, for example, if a restaurant uh, or any business has a lot of problem paying their bills, once again, if the individual who owns the business mm-hmm. has a high enough credit score, they can get money on their own just based on the credit score. And then they could put it and then they could they can give it to the to the business
1: okay okay so they can quotation marks float their own business if they wanted to
2: do. Mm-hmm. If, if you want to use that term I guess
1: okay uh, is there an applicability to this alternate financing in the re- world of uh, commercial real estate
2: um, yes once again if someone wants to buy a property they can do it. Uh, Someone, for example, wants to expand their business and wants to have a new location. They either go in secured financing and you know, based on their own personal credit score, or they can utilize some of the programs that we talked about, the merchant cash advance, the bank ACH funding, uh, the asset collateralization. Also something I forgot to mention about is also account receivables. You can also you know borrow money against account receivables. So they can do any of those things, and they can buy the new building, a different building, a building, whatever the case is. Also. Someone who wants to be a real estate investor and just buy single family homes or four families or whatever it is, they can also use unsecured financing of the bank ACH program. I'll also be having programs that specialize in non-bankable or non-conforming commercial mortgage loans.
1: So, if someone wants to buy a house or two and then fix them up and flip them. Would your type of financing be applicable?
2: Yeah, if it's uh, if they're if they if it's in an L, if they're doing it in an LLC, yes. Okay.
1: Mhm. Mhm. Okay. It kind of makes some sense in uh, in your in your new venture. Mm-hmm. Did you set up a set of uh, personal goals for your own productivity?
2: Yes, I have, and uh, that's a good question. And I'll keep those personal at the moment. Okay. Okay.
1: What are the behaviors that you have to do, Sandler behaviors, on a daily basis to make sure that you reach your goals?
2: Uh well, Mike, I've been a member of Sandler for 21 years, and I remember that I didn't really have a whole lot of great behaviors when I came to you, and now that I do. And quite frankly, I've been doing things for so long, I don't remember what I'm doing that's strictly Sandler.
1: I've well, spoken like a regular Sandler client. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I was down in Orlando for the second Sandler client summit and there were 300 Sandler trainers from around the globe, but there were 700 clients. And it it was really interesting to listen to the different uh, perspectives that that people had. Again, Anthony has agreed to uh, take calls from uh, listeners. Uh, The number is 646- 595- 4916. And we're going to listen to a uh, a rule. We're going to listen to Gary, Gary Harvey and Sandler Rule Number 4.
4: Hi, I'm Gary Harvey with Sandler Training. I'm here to discuss with you today Rule Number 4. A decision not to make a decision is making a decision. Have you ever yourself, have you gone out shopping for something, you've had a salesperson show you whatever it is you're looking for, and you really have an interest to buy but you're not really sure, flip side, you may actually realize you really don't want to buy it but you don't want to hurt their feelings, so you use the most proverbial words in sales that salespeople don't want to hear but they're willing to accept called the proverbial think it over. I'm a firm believer in all the salespeople that I have coached throughout my career that that really is a code for the word a slow no. I had a client recently that was proposing a fairly large project to a prospect prospect said, gee, you looked interesting. We have a lot of interest in what you're offering. And by the way, we really like you. So one of the things that made him feel like I've got it. So they said, let us get back to you the next week, but this looks really good, but we do need to think it over. We're a firm believer at Sandler Training that if it's going to be a think it over nine out of 10 times, it's going to be a no, but they don't want to tell you that. We're also firm believers that if it's going to be a no, we all know this intellectually, don't we? We want to know right up front but emotionally we don't want to hear those words. So plant your feet, stay on your ground, and be willing to say to a potential client, with all due respect, Mr. and Mrs. Prospect, that decision not to make a decision really is making a decision, and it's a no in my world, and it's okay to tell me that.
1: Mike Roth, I'm back with Anthony Amico. Double A. Uh, Anthony, uh, in your own priority uh, ways, what are the top three things that, that you have in your mind as the top three things in the sales culture of your company?
2: Well, I've already alluded to the first, or not, not alluded, but stated the first two things, which is service and knowledge. Being in services, you know, Calling people back when you say you're going to, faxing or emailing something when you say you're going you're going to, and uh, and then uh, knowledge. But those first two things are critical because it kind of keeps things on pace. But the third and actually the best thing is, is delivering. It was in the mortgage business, and I feel like I'm patting myself on the back, but it's a fact. Someone came to me and said, I said, "Who referred to you?" He told me the name. I said, "Great, I'm glad you're here. Thanks for thinking of me." He said, "Well." This real estate agent, so-and-so, said to go see Anthony Amico because Anthony Amico makes things happen. And that's a true statement. And that's the same thing in any business because I can call you, when I say I'm going to call you, and I can fax or email you or scan or whatever it is, when I say I'm going to do it, but unless I deliver, it's really not helping you out. You really want all three components to have a successful and smooth and basically happy transaction.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh-huh. Have you put together a uh, long-term strategic plan for your new venture, Anthony? Yes, I have. And, and how many years
2: did you run that out?
1: Five. Five years? Yes. Mm-hmm. Which year do you think is going to be the most difficult?
2: I think every year is going to be difficult.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: the first, you know, the business in the first year is difficult because maintaining, con- getting contacts, building, 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 Second, third, fourth, and fifth year is hard because there's always more competition. You uh, always have to provide service. I mean, there's they say success is not a destination. It's a survey. It's a, not a destination. It's a uh, it's a journey. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you're familiar with. I don't, remember, I don't remember the author, but I'm sure you're familiar with the book. Uh, who who moved the cheese? Who moved my cheese? It's right. who moved my cheese. Okay, so who moved my cheese? Where basically uh, the storyline was couple of successful business people they achieved whatever they achieved and they're basically in a fat and happy status just kind of hanging out and life is good this is the way life's supposed to be but all of a sudden they realized their business all their clients were gone Wow and so I think every day and every year every month whatever you want to call it in anybody's business is hard it's hard to start it hard mm-hmm. to keep it
1: sure sure are you doing anything now in the first year uh, to set up repeat business in the second year?
2: Well, once again, I don't want repeat business, I just want referrals.
1: Ah, uh, so you just set up referrals with everyone you do a first loan with? Yes. How do you do that?
2: I just ask. Who else, who else, who, do any of your friends need my help?
1: Okay, that's that's not bad. Uh, and
2: I also keep up with them on email, mm-hmm. uh, or whatever you are. you know, now, well actually, in my opinion, email is getting a little passe, but getting, you know, using more texting, Hi, how are you? Hope everything's going well for you. Do you need my help? Always coming out with new programs, which is true. Always coming out with new programs. There's always new things happening. Do you know of anybody that needs my help? And that's yeah. it.
1: Yeah.
2: One 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 fellow calling. He said he says you're really a persistent young man, and I appreciate him calling me young because he's only eight years. I'm only eight years younger than I am. Uh, I mean, he's only eight years older than I am. But I said, hey, I just wanted to make sure you're doing okay.
1: Makes sense. That. It makes sense, Anthony. Uh, let me give you a, a little bit of a hint, and maybe our listeners will take the hint, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few years ago, uh, I was talking to other Sandler trainers about the things that you can do to get more referrals, and uh, this technique came up. I thought it was pretty good. I've, I've incorporated it fully in our, in our business. What I, what I did is I put a line on our contract that says something to the effect, and I put it into every contract. Uh, when you re- when you receive two or three times the amount of money from our services, then you've uh, paid us. Then you owe us an unlimited stream of referrals forever. Now, I verbalize that with every client, a prospective client, so it's not a surprise uh, on the uh, agreements and. Uh, I make every new client initial that, that they will give us referrals and introductions. Uh, And and it's had an amazingly positive result because that's a Sandler upfront contract. It's reinforced. And then people know that when I talk to them a year later and say, hey, how much money you made? Well, that's three times what you paid us. You must be ready to give us some referrals and introductions. There you go. Uh, We had a client uh, this week in our Columbus training center, who was charging uh, X number of dollars for uh, his services. And I said to him, you know, you're really undercharging based on the marketplace. And he said, well, I've never asked for more. Well, I said to him, go ahead and ask for more. So he tripled his price. Next client he saw bought and agreed to give him referrals because he thought it was a good deal. So that was a an interesting little
2: side story. I like it. Sounds awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, as you uh, look out in the business community I know you're going to say everyone's a prospect
2: no not really not everyone
1: who, who are the best prospects who are the ones who are most likely to get financed, and the ones that you'd like to spend some time work, working with
2: well I like to work with anybody that needs help um, I guess I'm at my stage of life that someone's going to be nasty or mean to me mm-hmm. but I'm trying to help them right. I'd really rather not Sure. So if someone wants my help, I'd be glad to do whatever I can, bend over backwards to make sure they get what they need to have their business continue or to thrive or to grow, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be.
1: Uh, have you had any really unusual businesses that you've helped?
2: Um, no, I wouldn't say anything's really been unusual. Mm. I don't know what unusual is these days.
1: Well, you know, uh, a few years ago I was talking with another Sandler trainer. And I said to her, who is the most unusual person that you've ever trained? Okay. And she said, who, you go first. So I told her that I trained a dentist on the of selling techniques. And she says, a dentist? I said, yeah. He told me that people were coming in with cracked teeth with no pain, neither the crowd, but they didn't get the crowd because they didn't have any pain, physical pain. And uh, we helped him. And I said to her, Sue, who, who is the most unusual person? you've ever trained?" and Sue smiled and she was a 4'11 type lady, you know, maybe about that wide and, and Sue says to me, Mike, I've just trained a stripper. Okay, then. I said, a stripper? An exotic dancer in, in Sandler techniques? Why would a stripper ever need Sandler training? And I don't know. And she says, Mike, the lady was a really smart lady. She recognized that she was going to have to do something as for a job after she could no longer be a stripper.
2: I see. I think they just call those entertainers.
1: Entertainers now?
2: Maybe, I don't know.
1: So you said that people can apply for loans directly Mm -hmm. online with you?
2: Directly online or depending on the investor, I might have to email or scan the application to them.
1: Okay, so people do have to fill out applications.
2: Yes. Now, sometimes it's unsecured line of credit. It's going to be a very minimal type application.
1: Mm Mm-hmm and what is a uh, a full application involved?
2: Well, if it was actually a, a very full application, which doesn't happen a whole lot, it's a tax return and that sort of thing, but a lot of times it's just a basic application, who you are, what your business is, how long you've been in, what your yearly gross is, how much you're looking for, and uh, you maybe send over bank statements or version cash advance statements because they're the two most popular programs. But if it's a car collection uh, or something else it's documentation. Uh, oh, that a collection
1: be, of cars to use as the financing
2: as, as a, equity. As, well, if you're going to use the uh, um, cars as a collateral. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so then you're going to need documentation on that, pictures and uh, so, so on and so forth. Okay, so someone could get- but, but typically someone will just fill out an application online mm-hmm. uh, and send in six months bank statements or six months merchant uh, merchant statements. Okay, have an answer back within a couple of days. I mean, there's a wide variety of programs and there's a wide variety of circumstances. It's not completely it's really not a cookie cutter situation.
1: Sure. So, so give us a range now on interest rates if you could. What's the lowest you've seen? What's about the highest you've seen? Well,
2: usually the best way to look at it, once again, in this way stated earlier, in terms of we don't look at interest rates, we really look at payback. You know, if you look at really a third to half of what you borrow, that's going to be your payback. So once again, if you're borrowing 100, you're probably going to look at uh, paying back 130, 150. If you're borrowing 200, it might be uh, 270. uh, $300,000 Three hundred thousand or so that you're paying back.
1: Mm-hmm. hmm So let's do the same analysis on a hundred thousand dollar house mortgage over thirty years. Okay. You got a hundred thousand on the mortgage. How much do you think you, they're going to pay back over thirty years?
2: Well, it would depend on the rate, and I don't have my round. Number. I really don't know. It would okay. depend on the rate. I really don't know. I that part of my brain is you shut because down the mortgage
1: lending business.
2: I'm in the turnover financing business now.
1: That's good. That's good. Uh, Anthony, I want to thank you for uh, being on the show today, and I'm going to be giving you this uh, Sandler book. Oh, the, what a nice uh,
2: surprise. Thank you for thinking of it. 49
1: Sandler that. Rules yeah. uh, by David Matson, That rose to the uh, number one position on, the, uh, Amazon, on Amazon.com and then number three on the Wall Street Journal. It's has yeah. 49 Sandler Rules sequenced via the psychological side of selling, via transactional analysis. Again, Anthony, thanks for being with us, and I'm going to uh,
0: ask Scott to uh, close out the show.
2: Well, thanks again for having me.
0: Thanks for listening. This program is the property of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, Inc. The show may be distributed only with written permission and then only in its entirety. If you have any questions or comments, contact Mike at mike.roth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400.